0: Welcome back to another episode of MJ and the Word podcast. Y'all, today we are introducing you to something a little bit different. This is what we call hot topics. So instead of our typical um, spoken word show and and going along with what we have already scheduled, we throwing in a little something extra, okay, on the fly. (laughs) Um, Because we want you to be able to get to know us better. And we also want to have the opportunity to address things that go on in pop culture as they arise, things that go on in our society, in social justice, just all different types of things that arise. So y'all, thank you for rocking with us on today episode of MJ
1: and the word what's up MJ what's up? how's it going? you know I'm excited about this because I do feel like this gives people a chance to really get to know a little bit more about us I mean we yeah. talk about our experiences throughout the different podcast episodes but this is this is very personal so I'm like
0: all right let's do it come on bring yeah. on the questions. absolutely absolutely it, it opens us up in a different way you know for um connection to 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 the women in our audience and it also opens us up to a different level of criticism but we're here for it we're ready we are ready all (laughs) right so today y'all our episode today our hot topic um i am going to be interviewing um miss mj for today's show all right so just to give you a little hint on what it's about um our Vice President of the United States of America, uh, Miss Kamala Harris, and uh, also Miss Serena Williams, y'all know her. Also, Justice uh, Ketanji Brown Harris—I think I said it right. Yes, Jackson. I'm sorry, Ketanji Brown Jackson. Um, they all have something in common with MJ. <laughs> 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 Do know what it is? And what our topic is today, y'all, today we are talking about interracial marriages, and this can be a touchy subject, and not just interracial marriages in general. We are specifically talking about Black women um, who are dating and or marrying outside the race. Mm -hmm. All right, let me just let that, I feel a sizzle. (laughs) I already know, like, people are going to be like, well, hell, you know, I mean, I'm I'm used to
1: it. I've heard different opinions about Oh, black love. You should be promoting black love. You so, you such a, you know, diehard black woman and you advocate for other black women. How dare you? I've heard it all. So, (laughs) but then I've heard other women celebrating like, girl, good for you. You find somebody who loves you. It don't matter who they are. So
0: I'm used to it. (laughs) Let's go for it then. So y'all, like I said, I'm going to be interviewing MJ because MJ is in an interracial marriage. And would you also call it interfaith? as well is that how you would identify that
1: yes interracial interfaith uh intercultural too because we are from two different countries so i'm from the u.s and he's from turkey so yep
0: yeah that's a lot of a lot of titles right there and you know that's that's deeper than what what we like to say the swirl okay is she down with the swirl um this 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 phrase is these different phrases have changed over the years and you used to call it jungle fever and you know just Some of it negative, a lot of times negative connotations. And um, I want to let our audience know as well, one reason why we decided to go ahead and address this hot topic now is because we actually had um, one of our listeners to inbox us or actually send us a DM on IG um, talking about this topic and like, hey, y'all address this. And we, we already have something in the works for it and um i I wrote our listener back and said we're about to address this soon so you know stay tuned and we were like all right let's go ahead and throw it out there now so it likewise if you all have different topics that are burning in your heart um, black women you want us to address it uh girl hit us up dm us inbox us uh send us a message mj and the word um podcast on all social media platforms all right so mj thank you for being an open book girl (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> Glad to be. Okay, here. um, y'all. So let's jump in. So just give us a little bit before I get into any questions. Give us a little bit. I'm BJ. Worried, by the way. I don't know if I said that today. Um, but give us a little bit, like the background, because you mentioned uh, it's interracial, it is intercultural, and mm-hmm. it's interfaith. So what? What are y'all? Okay, really <laughs> like that. How How do y'all identify? Yeah, we just identify as
1: a, as a multiracial couple. Um, so I'll I'll give a little bit of backstory about mm-hmm. you know how we met, um, and w- the space I used to work in. So mm-hmm. for people who don't know, I used to work in like international affairs and higher, mm-hmm. and then also I did DE and I work. So for me, I was always working with uh, people from all parts of the world. So. Mm-hmm. Every day, you know, meeting different people. Um, And it's just a big part of my identity. So, anybody who knows me knows how much I love to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, trying new foods, new cuisines. I just, I just love difference. If that makes right. Sense. right. Part of the yeah. reason why I do the work I do. Um, And so, for me, when I met Barsh, because he was just like, hey, you want to go out sometime? <laughs> it was just like, okay. You know, I didn't think about it like, Oh, you know, I should, you know, black love. I need to stick with that. You know, I just saw him as just this really nice, approachable, kind-hearted guy. Um, and I think I've always kind of had that lens when it comes mm-hmm. to love in particular, because I think it's really easy for us to box ourselves in, yep. I- I'm guilty of this. I used to have the list, I was that woman who had the list. <laughs> and you know, growing up in Detroit, I, I heard it all the time like, oh, you need a man who is Christian. Farish mm-hmm. is not Christian, he's Muslim. Um, you need a man who is this. You need a man who's that. Mm-hmm. You need a man. And so just going down the list. And I made up my mind in college, I was like, screw this list. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I get rid of the list because I felt like if I would have stayed in that little box of, okay, he has to be all these things, then I would have never met him. Um, right. and, oh, that's good girl that's good right yeah, there yeah so I just I just reached a point you know where I was just like you know I can't I don't want to box myself in anymore like this uh-huh. and I know we're going to get to this later and talk about church but a big part of the reason why I had that long list <laughs> at first was because uh-huh. I was taught uh you know within my church and within um uh-huh. certain circles like the no, you have to marry this type of person. You have to mm-hmm. be with this type of person. And I'm glad I kind of expanded, you know, my mindset and, and became exposed to other things because, yeah.
0: yeah. That's good. I, I think it's so important that you brought that up and and, and uh, we, we promised y'all a church episode. You actually got two episodes coming, but uh, so I won't dive too deep into that. But I think it's important that you touched on that, at least because I think a lot of these ideas that we have, particularly negative ones about interracial marriages, uh, intercultural marriages, these things are coming from the inside of our culture, y'all. This is why it's important for us to uh, to address it because a lot of this stuff is talk amongst Black people. It's other That's Black it. people having a problem with you dating outside the race, okay? Everything is not, oh, the white people are doing this to us and they are oppressing us, whatever, whatever. Yes, they have their opinions and their views and then there are some um, you know folks of different cultures or whatever that don't like it. But a lot of the things that we hear are th- what's been ingrained in us from us. Okay, a lot of the reasons why I think uh, some Black women don't ever venture and say, "Well, I'm just going to date whoever I want to date," is because of what we're hearing from other uh, Black women. It's because of some of that negativity that we get. It's because of some of the you you've seen that I mentioned at the beginning. Vice President Kamala uh, Harris. She gets talked about. She was dragged about that one. She, you know, she married to that white man. She don't even count. that. Those comments were coming from other Black women. Okay, I saw it in the comment section. I saw you. I saw y'all comment, not you, MJ, but I saw y'all listeners and they were coming from Black men as well. You know, a lot of just negativity. And this the same thing happens across the board. Um, you you mentioned when we were talking earlier about um, Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. And that was something people get all in her relationship. You know, and, and a lot of times that comes from us. So that is why it's so important for us to address it. So you mentioned that your husband is Muslim. You mm-hmm. are Christian, a, a yes. pastor practicing Catholic, what what are the other differences in terms of, uh, just let our, our audience know, culture and racially, what are y'all's differences?
1: Yeah, so a big one for us, and and that's why I say our relationship is, is full of differences because right. he comes from a different country, so his native language is not English. So his parents, for example, that's not their native language. So we have very limited
0: communication, but, you know, it's still... That's the so. What is, give our viewers or our listeners? What is his language and where is he from, and what's his race? And then what's yours as well? Yeah. So he is from Istanbul, Turkey, okay. um, which
1: is it's both Europe and Asia, depending where you are. Uh, it sits right on the the two continents, um, and it is a predominantly uh, Muslim country in terms of faith and religion. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess ethnicity wise, that's that's always. <laughs> he, he checks the Caucasian box because there is no like really other, right. It's, he's like Eurasian, if that makes sense. Like he's Uh in that. Yeah. Um, but, and I identify as an African American woman, um, Uh or a black woman. Um, Uh and so it's interesting because a lot of things like cultural references. Sometimes I catch myself making them like, oh wait, he probably won't get that. Like just today I made a reference uh, about somebody I was like, oh, he trying to be the David Ruffin of the group. He trying to stand out. Oh wow! <laughs> he trying to be the David Ruffin of the Temptations. He's like, like who's who's David Ruffin? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a reference for somebody who's like trying to take over or be the standout. But just, just you know, intercultural communication is a big one. And so, uh-huh. um, one of the things that we have to do, we probably communicate more than most couples because we have to make sure that we're always understanding. Uh-huh. We're going to- is coming from because it's easy for something to be misinterpreted like Uh wait, what do you mean by this oh okay and so you know constantly providing clarity and and so it is a it it is a bit of a I guess you could say a learning curve Uh (laughs) because we do have to learn and understand each other's cultures and what we mean by things and you know what
0: in all fairness and you know our, our listeners may or may not know this but I'm I'm not married single never been married but Um, I think in every relationship in every marriage regardless of the faith the culture the race it's a learning curve girl I know that I I can't speak from experience other than long-term relationships that I've been in but it was definitely a learning curve and it was definitely a um, learning each other's language you know what I'm saying because yeah there are certain you know Like you mentioned, pop culture references that a a black man that I'm dating will absolutely get. But then you can come from two different worlds and both be black and both be Christian and both be going to the same church. Ask me how I know. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they speak a completely different language than you. They speak a language of trauma. Okay, they speak, speak a language of narcissism. And you grew up a complete, or they speak a language of selfishness because that's what they saw or hypocrisy in their house. And then you grew up, in a loving environment where everything was shared, and you didn't have to ask for things when you go into the refrigerator. I've had those different experiences in dating someone who looks just like me, and we just grew up so different. And so it's a matter, I think, of in any situation, learning, you know, in fairness to y'all, everybody, I think, has to learn each other's languages, but maybe you all have to just put in a little bit of extra work. Mm -hmm. So piggybacking off of that i don't don't want to get too far ahead of myself but um you all have been married for a year right (laughs) and how long did you date before you got married we dated for four
1: years before we got married
0: okay yeah yeah and so uh, you know five here you are five years in and you were talking about you know some things he may not get because of the cultural difference do you feel like overall he gets you as a black woman in America, like your experience, the, the stress, the things that you may go through, do you feel like there's a barrier there? we like, this man don't get it because he hasn't experienced this level of discrimination or, you know, racism or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that space?
1: I will say it is one of those things. And this is the thing with, I'm about to put on my DE&I <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> practitioner hat it's always going to be a journey. You're always going to be learning about somebody's culture or their differences. And so there are times where I do feel like, oh, you know, I can explain something to him and I'm like, oh, he he might not get that. He might Mm -hmm. not understand what I mean when I talk about code switching. And so I Mm -hmm. do have to break it down. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are times where I'm like, hmm, maybe I should talk to another Black woman who can identify with this particular thing and not Mm -hmm. not to ostracize him. And And it's the same thing for him as a, is a man like there are certain things he talks to his his male friends about Mm -hmm. uh, um they can just understand a little bit better so I think it's like that in any relationship it's just Mm -hmm. gonna be times where you're like you know what he might not necessarily understand this let me talk to somebody who uh, Mm um you know has the same identity or similar identities and then the same thing for him too so I mean yeah, yeah I will say, and cause there's times he's talks about stuff too, where I'm like, I have no idea what you talk about. <laughs> cause he, he is a cultural reference and maybe yeah. he's, he's experienced in his co- uh, country that we don't experience here. Right. Uh, we just learn and grow together constantly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that's a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. Um. And I think it's something that, you know, we all have to be mindful of because well, again, just making the analogy, I think a lot of times in relationships, we all put too much pressure on the partner to 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 fill every void and to totally understand us and to totally get everything that we're going through. And they just may not, regardless of what they look like or where they came from or what church they went to, or they may not get it. And so there are some things your girlfriends are gonna be better suited for, some conversations anyway, so that you know your partner does not have to try to understand and fully get every single thing about you. As long as they're there for you and are supportive, That should be what matters, I would think. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I'm thinking like even, you know,
1: I'm thinking about past friendships and relationships or whatever, even with, um, you know, it it doesn't matter who they are, even with another black person, uh, there's going to be times where you just, you have certain conversations with certain friends who can relate a little bit better and identify mm-hmm. a little bit better with those experiences. So I don't think it's like exclusionary in any way to say, you know what, let me talk to my homegirl about this, because I think she'll get it. You know, we all do that, no matter whether it's an interracial relationship or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, I, and I think it's good to, uh, you know, to have those outside friendships. Um, but it's also important to talk within your relationship too about the things you experience and go through. Um, mm-hmm. So that way you understand each other better. So, I mean, it's it's a fine balance, but uh, mm-hmm. no, we do, we rely heavily on communication because yeah. I, I just don't see how you could be in an interfaith, intercultural, interracial relationship without it. Without <laughs> communication, right. Without really good communication between the two. Yeah. With, um and in some ways and I acknowledge my bias I am biased that I think we have a strong relationship stronger than maybe some other couples because we have to communicate so much because Mm we seek to constantly understand each other Mm -hmm. so we just grow in a way that's really organic because it's like oh Mm -hmm. yeah I remember you told me this oh yeah you taught me that yeah you know we're constantly constantly on this journey Mm -hmm. of seeking understanding
0: and um, learn
1: about each other
0: yeah so was was this your first interracial relationship <laughs> it was not okay <laughs> so i will tell y'all so
1: when i was in elementary school because i had a crush on paul walker paul <laughs> walker from fast and the furious my friends would make fun of me like "Dang, you you be liking that white man so this is the thing about me <laughs> i like i like People. I like men <laughs> um, right. but I've never been one to 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 say I can only date a black man like I've always been like you know if if a if I found a person attractive and I like their personality I'm like oh I like him Paul Walker mm-hmm. you know I just I've always been that way so yeah now growing up I had a few friends make fun of me um so you know, it is what it is. But like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with just values, and me always wanted to to just connect with different people and yeah. you know, travel and see the world. And yeah. so I just used to be like, nope, I can only go down this list if you don't meet the criteria. I right. Just
0: so I'm gonna go here then. Have you ever dated a black man? Yes. Or has it all been, okay? So here we go. I got I got to address this. I got to talk about this. Yeah, this way, sure okay? <laughs> let me let me just let me just put this out here. Because oh, yeah. it, it annoys me in social media culture in particular and the comment section in general just annoys me. Okay. It doesn't matter what the topic is, the comment section on reels on, you know, on, on Facebook reels, IG reels, TikTok, those comment sections annoy me because there's so many people with their keyboard courage and them, them Twitter yeah. thugs and stuff that say all these ridiculous things. So, so it annoys me though <laughs> that it, it, there's this idea that the only time a black woman dates outside of the race is because she couldn't find a good a good black man to be with okay or she gave up on um love with a black man that's annoying to me as though you can't just Date whoever you want, or as though you can't just have a preference, or as though you can't just say I just like guys. And I think you know that goes both ways too, because a lot of times when you, when as soon as somebody sees a black man with a white woman or with an Asian woman, they will label him and say, "Well, he don't date black women." Mm-hmm. How do you know that? That's just who he's with right mm-hmm. now. It doesn't mean that he has never dated, or that, or that he has some idea in his head that black women are not dateable. That we're not loyal, that we're too aggressive. I know there are people that say those things. I'm not negating that it's out there, but I'm just saying I don't think it's as, as prevalent as as society or as the comment section tries to make it seem. Um, yeah. But that's something that I think is bothersome to me because it comes from within the culture so much, you know, and even from other Black women. And y'all, we gotta watch this. Um, well, don't, why, don't, why are you limiting yourself to black men? Okay. If that's your preference and that's what you like, do you know how many black men there are on this planet? I, I don't think that's a limitation or <laughs> acting as though. And this is the, because this is the only time that somebody has ever asked me a question is if we're talking about dating scenarios and I mentioned a negative encounter with whoever I'm dating, well, why have you thought about dating outside the race? As though that should be done as a, you know, well, girl, you done tried everything else, so now you need to go do this. Or, you know, or the problem is that you only are dating this one race of people, so if you got to, you know, get outside the race in order to find love or whatever. And so here you are, somebody who has just done it all across the board but um, <laughs> not, <like that.
1: laughs> well, not like that. Not like yeah, that. Yeah, but no, but no. I've never, I've never been one to get caught up, so caught up in race, uh, the race of of a of a guy. Um, because mm-hmm. I like. Uh, let's be clear. Yeah, I had a crush on Paul Walker, but I had a crush on Idris Elba too when he played Stringer Bell in uh <laughs> in, in The Wire. So it's like it's just. It's just one of those things I never looked at it as, oh, I, you know, I'm giving up on black men or I'm giving up on a certain race of men. It was never like mm-hmm. that for me. Um, but I know there are some people, I'm glad you mentioned that because some people do kind of feel like, well, oh, I've tried this for so long. Maybe I should try something new. And and I say, be careful with that. Like, mm-hmm. because people are people, you know, at the end of the day, preach. My husband sit on the couch and drink beer, just like any American, you know, any American guy. So like people are going to be people. We all mm-hmm. have some commonalities. And just because you date someone of a different race, you know, you can't go into it with the assumption of it's going to be drastically different than what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. In the past. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. Like it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't boil down to race. It really boils down to values. hmm personality you know the the things that make that person that person outside you 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 get what I'm saying so like I think you're really careful with that like oh girl I'm dumb black man I ain't like "Eh." you
0: know (sighs) (laughs) because somebody can say that about white men or they can say I'm done with Latino men they all the same well I'm done with Asian men they're all the same you know and I think you know the latest clutch of pearls. Y'all gonna get mad at me right here. But a lot of times when you keep on finding the same a person in different people, is you. It's some yeah. on the inside of you that's attracting that person with the low values or you know, that's a negative person or that's a liar or a cheater. If you keep on coming, you keep on coming across this, whatever race it is, nine times out of 10, even if you say, well, I'm done with that, I'm gonna go over here and do this, you're going to end up finding that there too until you check exactly. what's on the inside of you that's allowing you to tolerate that type of nonsense. So girl, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's also, you mentioned about, um, n- and not to say that you've done, you know, that you just out here just loose, but I think you've explored the world uh, a little bit more than the average person and yeah. not even just, I'm not even talking about just international travel, but I'm talking about even in your local areas, you're the type of person that goes to different things, Israel Festival or, you know, so I think- the more you're exposed to the more a, a variety you're going to see the more you know if you only go to black events nine times out of ten that you're going to meet black people <laughs> right. if you go to a lot of different cultural things and you have a lot of different types of friends and a lot of different types of people it you may end up dating any person because your the exposure is different exactly and
1: that's the thing like because bj is exactly right i'll be at the greek festival one day to japan mm-hmm the next <laughs> you know i just like going to different festivals because i love food mm-hmm. I, I not discriminate when it comes against food either <laughs> so <laughs> and just you know i like music and culture um and that's the thing if you're exposed to it all the time like if you're in different environments where you have the opportunity to meet different people then you know it, it's just you're more likely to be like oh okay you know what you're a great person and, and you uh-huh. you start seeing the person beyond just their race or their yeah. or their nationality so right anyway, that's why i think it's important for people to travel to or to go to events you know and i i support black owned businesses you know i love going yeah. <laughs> to black events but um i think it's good to kind of broaden your horizon sometimes just to kind mm-hmm. of have exposure to different cultures and
0: yeah because you, you don't really know what you like you only know what you you're used to You know what I'm saying? And so you may like something different and you just haven't had an opportunity to try it. And y'all, the thing I I really love about MJ is that when she goes to these different things, she engages with the culture. It's not like she's just there as a spectator. Like she she gonna be on Facebook, posting a picture right in the middle of said event. Like, you know, really, really trying to food. Yeah, she gonna go all the way in. And so I just think that that's, that's so helpful and I've gleaned so much of that um, you know from you in terms of just keeping your mind open you know what I'm saying like you know getting outside of the box um shaking off some of this stuff that's not even true okay (laughs) and not living by other people's definition and other people's checklists. yeah and living by your own yeah, I will say this, though. I don't know if we're going to talk about the family aspect.
1: Are we yes, we go? are. Uh-huh. Okay, I just but want so to say. <laughs> I will say now, for a lot of people, one of the biggest hurdles, it's not so much of like the relationship itself. Usually, you know, if you have a connection with that person, you cool. It's when the outside perspective start coming in there and the family's mm-hmm. like oh girl what y'all gonna do when y'all have kids and you know they gonna be how are you gonna raise them with, with church are they gonna go to with faith are they gonna practice and, and so that's that's where a lot of people I think get discouraged and they just don't even they're like nah I would never because I know my family would never accept it or I know my church community would never accept it or who, whoever it may be um, and so that's why I think a lot of women. Um, are just black women are kind of like no, nah, I'm I'm not even gonna do it because they're afraid of the perception. Mm-hmm. Of yeah.
0: So so talk about that a little bit more if you don't mind. If you don't mind getting personal, what were there issues on your side of the family or his side of the family with this coming together? Um, because I'm just and we gonna go here. She she said I can go there, y'all. So I'm gonna go there. But. <laughs> just, you know, we we all have to check our biases at the door. We all have to check our prejudices at at the door and the things that we think. Okay, so I can already tell you it's probably been a lot of cringe with Christian folks listening to this saying you married a Muslim man and they, you know, you hear the comments. Ooh, he gonna have her in and I ain't eat no pork and she, her head gonna be all wrapped up soon and she ain't gonna be able to, to, to speak and all of this, you know, and then there are people with that perspective as though Muslim men are very, very domineering. And her husband is so the opposite of that. (laughs) Y'all. He's more of a feminist than me. That's the thing people I'm like, y'all just don't get it. But okay.
1: Women's rights.
0: (laughs) so, (laughs) So the opposite of that. So, you know, were there issues from his family or from yours who said, Hey, you know, we raised you to be Muslim. We need a Muslim woman, or we raised you to be a Christian woman, you need a Christian man. Like, what was their tension?
1: I will say that we were really blessed to have really, um, I guess you could say, inclusive and welcoming parents. Mm -hmm. His parents have always been about, you know, if you find someone great, just just find someone great. Find a good person. And the same thing with my mom and dad too. Like, I never grew up in a house where they were like, you better not bring somebody home that's not- Mm -hmm not Christian, Um, so I was lucky in that regard, Now, I will say (laughs) there were, like, maybe some other family members who may have made some comments here and there, Um, just like, oh, you know, like I said about the kids, and Mm -hmm. we have kids, are they gonna be Muslim or Christian, or, um, but overall, I did not have, uh, like, any major issues, like, even when I went to Turkey, he had, he has the most welcoming, family and friends i mean it was just like okay i feel like mm-hmm. i could definitely be a part of this family now i will say <laughs> in mm-hmm. the past it wasn't always that way um uh, and part of the reason why i stopped uh i was in a relationship uh prior to my relationship with barish mm-hmm. and part of it, we broke up because it was just like you family know family. it was gonna is this gonna be a problem like mm-hmm. i'm not i can't downplay the fact that I'm I'm a black woman Uh experiences I go through and like I'm not about to pretend to be something I'm not to fit in. Um and so it can it can come up Uh especially depending it it, you know they come from a very traditional family, a very I don't know, conservative family. Uh If they're just not used to having diversity in the mix. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean it happens. I I didn't experience it with Barge and his family though. Thank goodness, because I just would have been like, all right, fine, forget it. I'll be a nun. I don't need to get married. <laughs> I'm tired of this.
0: I think that that is so amazing that they were able to, you know, embrace y'all and just let you live your lives. Um, but that is that's rare. You're, it's rare. a Rare story because. I know. <laughs> I'm a counselor. I hear it all. And there have been some people whose relationships were ruined, especially when they're younger and, and haven't really uh, found their voice outside of their parents' voice yet or whatever, younger people. And the parent is like, I don't know what you're going to do because you're going to be disowned. Y'all, this happened in 2022, honey. I'm not talking about years ago. But parents who are literally like, you will not mm-hmm. date a Black person. You will not date a white person. You will not bring that into this house. So you showed up with somebody who is a different race from a different country and a different faith and i can tell you right here right now at 42 years of old of age (laughs) if i popped up and said hey this is my fiance and he's muslim i would never i would drown in um holy or blessed all and i I would never i don't even think they would speak english anymore that it would just be tongues talking in tongues and (laughs) broke up and that would be it okay there would be no conversation (laughs) and and you know it is it is what it is but that's how my family would uh, approach that but you know i'm i'm me i'm my own woman so i'm gonna do what i want to do anyway (laughs) but i mean there are those people who you know you have those people understandably so who may be afraid to say you know that takes a lot of courage if your family is saying we are not gonna have anything to do with you if you go with this person and i mean you've been knowing your family your whole life and you met this person three four years ago and it still can go any direction you know mm-hmm. so i can only imagine how what that feels like for people so girl you gotta your your situation is definitely different <laughs> I, and that's why i acknowledge that because i've seen
1: it firsthand and, it, and i've experienced it too like dang, they just like i'm literally the outsider here like and they mm-hmm. are make no qualms about treating you like other uh but in this situation i did not have that but i have seen a lot of people deal with it and because people just don't feel like putting up with it. They're just like, well, forget it, you know. Uh-huh. And they and I hate that because you can really miss out on a great relationship when uh-huh. you get so caught up in other people telling you who you should and shouldn't date. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's why I'm a firm believer in look, you know, your family, a lot of times they eventually come around. <laughs> I mean, but not always. I mean, it could be one of those situations where they're like, no, if you marry that person, you are disowned. We will never Mm -hmm. talk. And you just have to, you know, you have to ask yourself, okay, who am I though? What are my values? What do I stand for? Am I going to let their prejudice keep me from Mm -hmm. potentially being with somebody I love? So I mean, it's a tough situation, but you just have to
0: be in tune with yourself right do you yeah. think your both of your y'all's families because i was yeah i was at mj's when y'all and it was just the the culture was just amazing it was like you know <laughs> some 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 detroit hood music some memphis hood music <laughs> some some R B., and then it was some turkish um i guess that's turkish music oh. is what you call it and they did their thing in the circle Uh, with the legs kicking out and stuff and it was just cool like it was both cultures were well represented so do you think that um, you all's families being so okay with it helped you all in your decision and and does it help your marriage without question
1: Mm -hmm. Um, when I first went to Turkey and that was back in I want to say the winter of 2018 Mm -hmm. when I first went there I was like, okay, this is gonna determine if I can handle this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, even though I knew, I was like, you know, I think his family is gonna be great, but just going there and really engaging with them, even though there was a language barrier, Mm -hmm. I, I just felt like, okay, I feel completely accepted. I feel welcomed. I feel like if something, and this is something we have to think about too, like if we do have children and something were to happen, I think our children would be perfectly fine with their grandparents here in yeah. or here, you know, even my dad or so, you know, I think about all of that and uh-huh. just looking at like their values, what do they believe in? What do they do? And just, just, you know, they're genuinely good people. So absolutely. And uh, that's what any relationship though, like yeah. if the family supports, it does make a huge difference without yeah. it, like you, Bonnie and Clyde
0: against the world. <laughs> right. So it helps. And, and I you mentioned again that, that, that a lot of those things are with any relationship. And I think that, um you, you know, something that I've always heard all my life is people saying, well, when you date outside the race, you're, I mean, marriage is already tough. And when you date outside the race, that just makes it harder, you know? But it doesn't sound like that is the situation for you at all. It just sounds like, you know, it makes it different, but not necessarily more complicated. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard that all the time.
1: Like people were even saying that to me. Like, oh, if you marry, oh, you marry somebody who's not Black, it's going to be difficult. (laughs) And I'm like, is it difficult or does it just require communicating differently and communicating more often and just, you know, explaining certain stuff to each other? And given that communication is like the key staple, (laughs) like the key foundation for any good relationship, Mm -hmm. that's why I say, I feel like in some ways our relationship, um, is even more solid because we rely on that so heavily to to make sure that we're, that, you know, we have that intercultural communication and we're understanding each other. So,
0: so while, while we're on this, you know, kind of talking about myths and rumors and <laughs> just just things that people think that are not true, so let's let's hit this up um, real quick. How do you all handle or deal with those difficult conversations surrounding race when something? is going terribly wrong in the country, okay. Mm-hmm. And just just for the background for our audience, but of course, you know, Mary and Bars both, MJ and Mark Bars both live here in the U.S. So mm-hmm. they have been around and been together through uh, George Floyd. I think y'all were already get together during the uh, Ahmaud Arbery and uh, Brianna, and just all of these things where the country was just on fire, okay. And then through some interesting presidencies, um, he who shall not be named, um, you know, stirred up people and had folks out there climbing over the wall. And so, <laughs> how do you? What do those conversations look like for you all, coming from two totally different backgrounds? You know, um, mm-hmm. how do you deal with that when you're dealing with? I'm sure maybe the racial tension from in a different way than he's dealing with it you know because the myth is hey you ain't gonna be able to talk to him he ain't gonna understand you know where he white first of all he's turkish but you know some folks just say everybody's white if they're not black okay so that's what some people say so you know he's white so he ain't gonna get it and undercover you know just because he married a black woman that don't mean he ain't racist and if you know things push come to shove they get into an argument he's gonna be calling her the n-word so how do you all deal with like what are those conversations like for y'all uh in the house when there's been an uprising yeah that, and that's a, a really good question um so
1: it's no secret that I cried about the Brianna Taylor situation um mm-hmm. especially it just felt it felt like for the longest like there was not going to be any justice for Brianna Taylor and he watched me Um, cry in the living room and we had a really good conversation about not just what it's like to be Black in America but what it's like to be a Black woman Mm -hmm. and I think for him when he saw me in that vulnerable state and and just explaining what misogynoir is right the unique Mm -hmm. experiences of being both Black and woman in America Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was a certain empathy that he felt for the first time Because especially when you come from another country, it's easy to say like, well, you know, we deal with these issues, similar issues. You know, we have war, we have this, we have that. But to me, the U.S., there is no other country that has this racism embedded in its fabric (laughs) since its founding. You got to think about Africans were literally brought here um, against their free will and, I mean, built this country right um, and so it's, it's just a different a different historical context there like what mm-hmm. we experience and how we process things um but I think for him that was really the aha moment like oh wow and like when I was just talking to him the other day like black women are only paid 50 58 cents for every one dollar a white man makes hmm Wow. And I think for him, he's really, he really started seeing like, wow, these disparities are really crazy, you know? And uh-huh. so even though he'll never be able to identify uh-huh. is an empathy there where he's just like, especially uh-huh. at his life, he's like, yeah, no, you know, I got your back. If there's something I can do to support you, uh-huh. I'll support you. And, and just to be even more, uh, you know, transparent about conversations we've had, one of the things we've talked about is if we do have children in the U.S., our children will most likely be seen as Black, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's, that's a reality Yeah. something we have to deal with. And because mm-hmm. he's not, um, you know, he's never experienced driving while Black, for example, or certain mm-hmm. experiences that Black men have gone through or Black women, you know, it's just something that we'll have to constantly navigate together and just say, okay, mm-hmm. this is this is just a reality for our children. But yeah. one, you know, and and let's be clear, he's experienced some stuff too. Because when we were at Auburn University, somebody made a racist comment. <laughs> uh, it was related to like, you know, it was like a Middle Eastern racist term. Uh-huh. But I was ready to fight. Uh-huh. And he him as a cucumber. I was like, what did he just called? He called him Al Qaeda. <laughs> wow. Specific. And I was like. Oh no! You did. You know, for him, he 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 didn't process it with the same anger, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and he was even like, "Well, you know, I I get it. You know, some Americans may have certain perceptions about Muslim people because of what happened with 9/11." I'm like, that doesn't make it okay, though. (laughs) You know, for somebody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But he, 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 you know, it's interesting how people in America how we may process certain things and then how other countries respond um, to certain you know slurs and name calling too so just even seeing that dynamic well, right I- for me i was like why you're so calm <laughs> yeah <laughs> me, i'd be like earrings off like nah it's going right. bad you
0: just yeah. Me. Okay. yeah this is about to be a problem and, and then after after we get through handling this this way i'm about to take it to the administration because you probably gonna get kicked out of here i mean yeah. this is problematic so wow that that's interesting though um <laughs> to hear that dynamic and it sounds like he responds ladies catch this to your vulnerability so mm-hmm. when he sees your vulnerability regarding issues it helps him to understand more you know how you feel and what you're going through and then he complete he processes things um completely different mm-hmm.
1: yeah and that's the thing like i don't think you have to be black to support a black woman Mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's in some ways he that's a form of allyship he's an mm-hmm. ally and in those situations when I'm like dang we not getting paid enough you know yeah. there's no justice when black women are killed unjustly and all in all the other things so that to me allyship is almost like you need that in any relationship too uh, right. <laughs> like you need somebody yes. who has, who's an advocate a supporter a champion all those things
0: all the yes. things absolutely and 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 so it sounds like you you've had the opportunity to to gently do a lot of educating you know and he educates you about his culture and you educate him about yours have there ever has there ever been a moment where you had to, you felt like you needed to do a throat check like hold up bro don't even don't cross this line like no <laughs> like I totally that's not okay <laughs> I, you know what i can't think of anything off, my, off the top
1: of my head well, I mean, it hadn't been that bad if it was. No, nah, it wasn't that bad. No, nah, yeah. whatever it was, if it was like a, a joke or a reference, I'd be like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. But yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I wear fake hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wear wigs um, and I wear units and different weaves and braids and stuff. And I remember the first time. <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, I'm gonna take my unit off, and it was just like he was like, well, do all black women <laughs> have fake hair? And and, and that was a, it, you know, that can be a sensitive topic for a lot of yeah. women, especially mm-hmm. when we start talking about our hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I couldn't go into that conversation defensive, because it's mm-hmm. like we are a couple. This is the reality that you know I changed my hair up a lot, and so mm-hmm. this is something I have to be comfortable talking about with him so we uh-huh. did have a conversation because he was just like oh so all black women wear fake ha- wear hair hun I'm like no no not necessarily right <laughs> but that doesn't mean every black woman does so yeah I mean it, it,
0: it's interesting sometimes Yeah, you had to see that as more of a curiosity instead of a criticism in order for you to not approach it defensively because that could have turn turned into argument like what you're trying to say like you're trying to say ball-headed you know what I'm saying you're
1: trying to say what no but now exactly and I think that's another thing too um why a lot of um black women may be resistant to being in relationships too because they just don't want to have to deal with certain things that could be perceived as criticism Mm -hmm. um when it's sometimes it's not always criticism it is coming from a good place it's like just Mm -hmm. really trying to understand um you remember that movie with sani lathan oh goodness something new or something sani lathan and she was dating yeah, with-
0: yeah i remember that he yeah was
1: touching her hair he was like so is this how do they put it in there and then she right. got a, because she had a sewing and she just got real upset like this is not a good idea i need you to leave you wow. know and i think about it, if i had that reaction that could have been the end of our relationship so but yeah. it's then i had to stay. Yes, it's a sewing a te- rehearsal sew unit, I take it off, whatever. Right.
0: So it, it takes uh um, like some understanding on both parts. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? In order to in order to make that work. And so um talking about um, you know, before we wrap up, talking about the merger, okay, because marriage is a merger <laughs> of of the the cultures, races, and faiths do you feel like one of you all has come over to the other side more than the other one or do you feel like it's been uh, a balance i don't know if acculturation is the right word that i'm looking for here but you know because i know he lives here in the u.s but you have been over there and he's muslim but you all got married in the in um this beautiful cathedral catholic cathedral Um, so you have, you know, but you invited his culture into the marriage ceremony and the uh, reception and all of that. So do you feel like it's been a balance or do you feel like, you know, it's, it's, it leans more one way than the other? You know what? I
1: will say, I think because we live in the U S you know, it is tipped more in, you know, us following American norms, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Oh, mm-hmm. a lot we do you know going to basketball games going to american football games um and you know that's a sport he had to learn because he grew up watching soccer or they call it football their football there mm-hmm. the rest of the world calls it football we we call it soccer but um you know just because we're here yeah we are going to be a little bit more americanized americanized yeah exactly yeah. perfect term for it uh but no but but i do feel like it's a good balance in terms of us making sure that we we find time to, to to visit his home country and you know I try to learn some Turkish. It's a, it's a hard language, y'all. It's it's not easy. If you want to learn a second language, <laughs> Turkish is going to be a little difficult. Just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> but even learning how to make Turkish cuisine and and some of the foods he likes. So I do I try to bring oh. some balance just because we are in the U.S. and I know he is away from his home culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would yeah. say it's never going to be perfectly 50/50.
0: Right, right. And I I don't think anything is, you know, I think there's an uh, there's this idea that one person is going to totally get lost in the other person's culture, you know, she going to be over there uh, putting raisins in the potato salad. You know, like as though you <laughs> move yeah, right, and so you lose <laughs> yourself completely in the culture of this other person when you get married and 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 again that's something that sometimes people do when they have the same culture they completely lose their identity in their partner that is that is not uncommon you know to do and you end up miserable like that so it's good that you mentioned that and a lot of it has to do with just location geographic location so if you were if you all were living in turkey then it would be um you know probably a different situation Exactly.
1: And you yeah. know, one thing you just said, Can I, I just want to close with this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it's easy to lose your identity. Um, but if anything, I think our identities have been strengthened, like who we are and what we stand for, um, because we are so different. It's like, oh, yeah, because you have that contrast, like, mm-hmm. you know what, I do like this. This is a part of who I am and what I value. So um, if, if we're if we were too much alike I think it would be easier to get lost but because we are we have our very distinct things that make us unique in some ways I think it, it helps you uh, you know kind of hone in on your identity even more
0: yeah that's what's up that's what's up I have actually learned a lot I always learned a lot in our episodes but I've gotten a lot I think uh, out of this one, just listening to you talk about this. So just what are some final thoughts? We got, I know we got some sisters out there who get frustrated in the dating game. Okay, we got all these different thoughts going around about, well, maybe I should just give up on this race, or maybe I should just try this, or, or some people who may be curious about dating uh, another race and are a little nervous or timid. Uh, to try it. Um, So what are some final thoughts you have, you know, just about interracial dating in general?
1: Yeah, I I think the first thing I would say to avoid dating a person just because you're kind of giving up on another group. (laughs) I, I would say if you go in with that mentality, you really you're never really going to see that person for who they truly are. Like you mm-hmm. want to go into a sin, their full authentic self, not that you're running from something or trying to escape anything, mm-hmm. but you you want to build something that's authentic because you like that person. Mm-hmm. So I would say make that number one. Um, and then the second thing is like, you know, we all humans. We have way more in common than we yeah. do. Different. Like I said, my husband, he is just—he sits and he watches sports and he drinks beer, just like any other guy. I know. You can be American, Turkish. You can be from Korea. You can be from Sudan. The guys a lot of times have a lot of similar traits, um, mm-hmm. and so people are people, uh, and you just gotta see beyond that. Oh my goodness, we we didn't grow up in the same neighborhood, or you'll be surprised cuz cuz sometimes i'm like you are like an american frat boy you know <laughs> but you know so people are people
0: yeah yeah that's beautiful i i totally agree with that you know in in my my thing in this dating game and this is something that has taken me so long like to now <laughs> to figure it out it's just really just know who you are know who you are know what you like know what you want you know knowing who you are is the only way you're going to be able to know who's a good fit for you and who's not you know and 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 the more you know who you are the more comfortable you become in your preferences so you don't have to worry about what other people think about your preference you know Mm -hmm. um I love black men to pieces I mean I'm just attracted to them they're they're amazing okay but it's not a rule for me, it used to be a rule, right? Dating black men was a rule. It's not a rule. That's that's what I like now. It's my preference. But it's it's not a rule. As though I would uh, just cut myself off and not allow myself to date anybody else. You know, if I decide that I want to. So I just would say for all the sisters out there listening, especially, don't make that decision out of like you said, giving up on somebody else or <laughs> just the desperation or last ditch effort. And I don't think that you would really really find a lot of happily married black men women who have married outside the race that would say that they only married their person or, or met their person because they just couldn't stand dating black men anymore like i don't i don't think that's a good foundation for any healthy you know relationship so just um you know do what you want to do but you got to know yourself first in order to know <laughs> what it is that you want to do you know um and then and then go with your preference because you have to remember nobody is going to be living with that person ultimately but you i mean your family will be involved in all of that but ultimately <laughs> you're gonna to have to be the one to deal with your decisions so we hope that you all enjoyed this hot topic um i could have gone a whole lot. Further, honey, ask you questions all night long about this one here, but I think we addressed a whole lot of important things. So, um, you all definitely, especially our YouTube fam, um, drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, we drop new episodes every Tuesday you all Um, so DM us inbox us let us know what you think about this episode in particular if you um, maybe we'll run this back on season two and have um, a guest I would love to hear from some other women's uh, perspectives because they may have a different story uh, than (laughs) yours so maybe we'll run this back this hot topic back because it was good next week we drop part one of our first two-part of uh, podcast honey okay let me tell y'all this before we go y'all <laughs> got some what you say what you let say oh. pearls. Your- pearls. <laughs> you and me you gonna have to go buy you some new pearls to clutch all right your homework for all of our listeners you if you have not listened to uh church girl by beyonce You need to go and listen to the song so you can have uh, a little bit of a frame of reference, okay? Um, Because next Tuesday, we drop uh, reactions of a church girl, part one. And then the week after that, we will drop reactions of a church girl, part two. So not only will we be reacting to some parts of the song, really, we are gonna be reacting to our experiences growing up as church girls Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't want to. I don't want to tell y'all too much, <laughs> but we about to go there, y'all. And we we both, um, I, ironically grew up in the same denomination, and um, we've had some, you know, a lot of church girl experiences. Okay, uh, <laughs> and we are about to talk about this from the standpoint of, um, has the church done more harm than good, um. To the souls, the emotions, the mental health of Black women overall. <laughs> <laughs> we about to get some uh, keyboard keyboard warriors. Is that what you call them? Um, yeah, come on, bring on, bring on your keyboard courage. Yeah. Because You know, MJ and I, other than these Hot Topics episodes where we really are talking about, you know, specific things and specific people, we don't name call, we don't talk about people, you know, we're not talking about anybody's specific church, but we are going to be talking about some of our own personal um, experiences and some of the things that we've had to heal from um, mm-hmm. as a result of being church girls. And church is not something that you should have to heal from. Okay. Mm-hmm um it's not something that you should have to get freedom from the type of freedom that B is talking about in this song like you've got to break free you shouldn't have to okay so go listen to the song so you can get your interpretations and all that together and we're going to hit on the song a little bit but mostly we are going to talk we're going to dig into some of the mindsets um that we hope will change um you know in regards to the church overall the body of christ Man, bring your tambourine. When you listen to this episode, get a tambourine. I wish we could do this episode live, honestly. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> but, but y'all, get your tambourine ready um, because we're going to we're going to uh, talk about this. Before some of y'all get upset, I'm still a church guy. I still go to church. Uh, right. MJ goes to mass. Okay, so this is not a church bashing. You should never go type of thing. But it is. There are some things that need to be addressed that need to stop immediately. Yes. Yes. MJ, you got anything to add to that? I mean, I'm—I mean, you know, I write whole articles about.
1: It, so I'm used to people being like, "Oh, she going there talking about you know <laughs> what's not being said during homilies." We call them homilies uh, in the Catholic Church, and. I'm like, y'all gonna speak up about some of the stuff going on in our nation? You gonna speak up for people like, okay, nothing? Okay, silence. So yeah, my, people know where I stand. I am very vocal about wanting to see <laughs> certain things happen in the church and see, wanting to see bishops take certain stances. Um,
0: so yeah. I, I don't think it'll come as a surprise to most people. Uh, some yeah. of stuff
1: I'll next week.
0: All right, y'all. It's gonna be a two parts because we have a lot to say. And uh, my overall hope is that, honestly, uh, some healing can be provided because, you know, uh, church hurt is a real, it's a very, very real thing. And um, some of the damage um, that has been done to me during my life <laughs> as a result of being at church is um, it's unnecessary and it's unacceptable. And I think that so many women breeze over it and don't stop and try to dig down into where their current actions are coming from they don't even realize that it's coming from a mentality or coming from something that happened to them if you don't pay attention to what happened to you how can you heal from it properly how can you treat it properly so Mm -hmm. we hope these episodes will be a form of treatment so that uh the sisters can start to heal from some of these things Ah, i'm looking to it (laughs) let's go (laughs) all right all right y'all we will see y'all next tuesday get ready and do your homework